Looking for your next TV show or movie to binge? Well, buckle up, grab the remote, and settle into your couch for this special edition of Crossing the Streams. We're here to help you tune in and get the most out of those 50 monthly streaming channels you're currently paying for. So without any further ado, here's your host of Crossing the Streams, Jeff Dwoskin. All right. Hello, everybody. It is Jeff Dwoskin. Hope all is great with you. Welcome to another bonus episode on the Live from Detroit, the Jeff Dwoskin Comedy Show feed, bringing you every Thursday some amazingness from our live show, Crossing the Streams, which we do live every Wednesday at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. You're welcome to join us there on YouTube, Facebook, or Twitter, where we talk about what you should be watching. That's right, Crossing the Streams answers the universal question that you're always asking yourself, hey, what should I watch on TV? Or, hey, I just finished, what should I watch now? Well, you've come to the right place. We've got all the answers. We got three suggestions coming up in just a few minutes from our live show. But you can also check us out on YouTube, follow our channel, search for The Jeff Dwoskin Show on YouTube. We have over 60 hours of TV binge-watching suggestions awaiting you. Today, we have a multitude of great conversations. We're going to talk about the TV show Con Guy, the TV show Invincible, and the movie Red Notice. We're going to kick things off with fan favorite Howard Rosner, and he's going to talk to us about Invincible. Take it away, Roz. This is Invincible, an Amazon yeah. original cartoon superhero show. Howard. Yeah, shocker. I, uh, it'd either be a superhero or a sports for me, but... Uh... Yeah, Invincible I found by accident. Uh, I was just looking for something new. So Invincible was created by Robert Kirkman. Um, it's based on a comic book who, one of the co-creators of The Walking Dead, for those who don't know, or Berkman, Berkman, sorry. It's a really interesting show. Eight episodes in the first season on Amazon Prime. It's kind of got a little bit of um, a feel on the happy side of the movie Sky High. The main one of the main characters, uh, his dad is the most powerful superhero in the world. And in the first episode, he's waiting and he gets his powers. So you're like, oh, it's a happy go lucky like Sky High was. But it gets much darker in the first episode. The big moment is the father who's played by J.K. Simmons, who's just superb as always. His character, Omni-Man kills this is no giveaway this is the whole gist of the series he murders the guardians basically the justice league avengers whatever you want um all the characters pretty much imitate members of the justice league or the avengers and you go the rest of the series not knowing why it is brutally violent and gory but because it's animated it's almost kind of campy in a way but like it's weird to say that an animated show is well acted, but the actors that better than Barney Rubble, yeah, yeah, totally better than Barney Rubble. J.K. Simmons, Sandra Oh, Walton Goggins, Julian Jacobs. It's really, really well done show. The animation is really cool. It's got a cool thing they do. Uh, Invincible is the son. His name is a superhero, what he names himself, and the first time in each show where they refer to Invincible is instead of somebody saying his name, they're about to say his name, boom, they put the title up on the screen. And then as I noticed in every episode, there's more and more blood splattered on the title screen. 
There's some really cool twists. There's some great other characters, a character named Damien Dark Lord. Um, uh, it, it's just a really interesting show for an animated show. Uh, you know, superheroes. It's got that edge that it's kind of an animated version of the boys almost that edgy superhero show i really really like it uh and i'm really really looking forward to to the second season it's great there's a couple of really good um cameos in it seth rogan makes a cameo in a couple episodes playing a character called alan the alien who's really funny it's it's just a really good show uh and i'm happy i discovered it by accident how many episodes eight episodes in the first season on amazon prime yeah, I, I gotta I have to second that review. I really, really liked it too. I watched the all eight episodes, I think in three or four days. And I'm actually reading the comic book now just because oh, nice. I don't I don't know. I just wanted to see how much the comic book is like. Because it really is a crazy it's a crazy take on the whole superhero genre. Not that we haven't seen it before, the idea of superheroes being bad or, you know, these incredibly powerful beings turning on us and what's to keep them from just trying to take over. It's a really, really cool take and Simmons does Simmons is like whiplash Simmons like he is and it's just it's just it's a great he's he's the he's the obviously the best part of of the show itself it's brutally gory and it really it doesn't it doesn't pull any punches no pun intended no no I forgot to also add uh in a few episodes another character basically the tailor who does all the superhero costumes is is Mark Hamill uh doing an older man voice which is uh Pretty much is, I guess, his voice now. Uh, and Zazzy Beats, who played Domino in Deadpool 2, plays uh, the, the main character's kind of girlfriend in the show. It's also an extremely, I guess, somebody trying to be critical would say woke. I would say um, liberal and real show in terms of, you know, it's not overwhelming male macho superhero show jammed down your throat it's they're very real characters they tackle environment one character tackles environmental issues as a superhero it's it's a smart it's show too. yeah <laughs> it, I, exactly. i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to get back get back into it i started i accidentally found it that my my state of mind was day two second vaccine shot in bed Headaches, mild fever. So when it, when when he wipes out the entire crew, I'm just like, you saw that, and you weren't like, I sh- I need to know what happens next. Yeah, well, I was, but then I fell asleep. You know what I mean? I like I like I had like decided, and so it was hard to like focus on it. I mean, it was crazy. I mean, I I enjoyed it, but uh, I gotta I gotta get back. It does walk it. this weird line between because there's parts where it's just about like this high school kid growing up, having girlfriends, trying to figure it out, and then it goes to like just people being slaughtered. The further you get into it, the less I cared about the high school story and the more I was like, I just want to know why this guy's killing everybody. That's what I want to get to. And every new character they introduced seemed to be a another big name actor that you didn't know like yeah. like they introduce a character like five episodes in and it's mahershala ali where the hell did he come from all of a sudden it's uh i, I really liked it I, I give it a, a high recommendation zach you saw it as well oh yeah I, I love this thing i was a fan of the comic from uh when it first came out it's it's a little different than the comic but i can understand why uh the animation style is weird because it's kind of like dragon ball-y a little bit where you can yeah. tell that's where they saved a lot of the money from the budget uh by getting such great actors and even like jason manzukas is in it and he is a great uh yeah i, I second i yeah i i could not uh suggest this enough i i love it it's super great all right. Thank you, Howard Rosner. Invincible, everyone. And if you're wondering, yes, I did go back and ended up watching the whole series. And it is amazing. 
So check that out. All right, up next, we have a guest, Tim Besiegel. He's going to talk to us about Con Guy, starring Alan Tudyk, and the conversation sort of turns into an Alan Tudyk love fest. Enjoy. But we're going to learn even more from Con Man, because oh boy. Convention Man doesn't sound as cool. All right, our buddy Tim is going to take us through Con Man it, and do his best to swat down any Zach Wiseman. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I I think this is something that Zach might actually like. Uh, so it's, it's a really it's like actually a really cool little series. It was only two seasons long. Uh, you can find it right now on Amazon Prime. That's the only place you can find it. Uh, it was originally, I think, done for uh, Vimeo. Uh, so the cool thing about it is that there's only 25 episodes. Most of the episodes are 10 uh, to 13 minutes long. And uh, there's like a handful, I think like four or five of the 25 that are 18 minutes long. So there's some really cool quick hitters. So the premise of it is that uh, Alan Tudyk, who's an amazing actor, uh, right now he's on sci-fi with Resident Alien. But he was also, uh, if you guys remember back in the 90s, or was it late 90s, early 2000s, anyway, Firefly. He was on Firefly with Nathan Fillion and Summer Glau and, you know, all those all those cool guys. And if you remember the premise, uh, Firefly, you know, it was like the Western set in space. It was, you know, kind of kind of different for that time period. And I don't think a lot of people understood it and got it, except for now it's like this huge cult classic. It was canceled after one season. So the premise of Con Man is kind of lo- loosely based off of Tudyk's life. He plays this guy, uh, Ray Nearly, uh, who goes around from Comic-Con to Comic-Con to Comic-Con trying to keep his sci-fi career alive that is like stagnant and dead and the only way he's making money is by you know signing autographs and and doing all these things the cast list on this show is amazing it's a who's who of cameos uh nathan fillion has is in for a bunch of episodes sean astin's in for three or four lou ferrigno's in it a couple different spots uh you know like i said summer glau's in it uh felicia day's in it Amy Ackner, uh, a whole bunch of people. It's, it's just, you know, uh, even uh, Stan Lee has a cameo in it as well. Uh, so, I mean, there's a whole lot going on in these little 10-minute episodes. But one of, my, one of my favorite episodes actually has to do with uh, Leslie Jordan, if you know who that is. Uh, a little, is it, is it Leslie Jordan? Oh, goodness, what's his name now? I can't remember. Um, anyway, yeah, it is Leslie Jordan. But, yeah, so he plays... A gay man in a lot of in a lot of his shows because I, I believe he is gay in real life. Uh, but in this show, he he's in, in con man. He makes it like that's his con. He's like that's how I get the that's how I get the ladies. I make them think I'm gay and then I convert. They, they get to a chance to convert me. And there were parts of his episode and what he was doing where I was like wiping away tears from laughter. I I can't remember the last show that I watched where I laughed out loud this many times especially for little 10 minute episodes you know kind of the great thing about it is that follows him through as he's trying to resurrect his career so he goes and does like voice acting uh he tries that and he sucks at it and he tries to go do like uh off-broadway stuff but then he finds out it's not actually off-broadway it's actually in la and across the street from the (laughs) staples center and this little back alley (laughs) theater really off-broadway yeah really really off-broadway you know, and the whole thing, he's trying to do something that's not sci-fi. And just like in real life, how after Firefly was canceled, there was the movie Serenity, which was the continuation of Firefly. In the TV show, uh, all the, the original cast of their, their show, which they called Spectrum, which is funny because they keep going back and referencing Firefly throughout the whole thing. They, they usually use the name. They talk about Firefly, um, how their show is way better than that other show, Firefly. Uh <laughs> 
So it's a lot. It's a lot of uh, tongue-in-cheek comedy. There's some slapstick comedy in it. Some levels of raunchy comedy in it. It's very well written. Very well done. Nathan Fillion and and Alan Tudyk did a lot of the writing. Twenty-five episodes. You can watch m- probably all of it in a day if you really wanted to. Uh, I took the better part of three days and just I'd watch a little bit here, watch a little bit there. Because like I said, they're quick hitters. You could watch a, a 10 to 13 minute episode. You know, I mean, shoot, take your phone into the bathroom while you're taking a crap. You'll you'll get an episode in. You <laughs> no know? one does that. That's ridiculous. <laughs> that but, sounds sanitary. Hey, Tim, did um did they end it or did it end? They ended it. Yeah. At the end of the ep- at the end. I can't tell you what happens at the end, but I will tell no, you. you that don't, they, tell, don't tell us. No, but they but they ended up nicely, and 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 uh, how Ray is going to do something because yeah, hmm. and I decided to watch this because so on our show, Funny Science Fiction, we had our live episode on on Monday night, and one of our guests, which actually happens to be Casey Plot, suggested it. Suggested, hey, I think it was Casey. It was either Casey or Jason. They were both on the same time. Uh, Jason Taylor from Three Geeks. One of them suggested, and I don't remember who it was. I want to say that it was Casey, but I like I was told earlier I'm I'm wrong. Um, <laughs> couldn't be wronger. I yeah. couldn't be wronger. Exactly. That's going to come back up. I'm sure. But yeah, so they brought it up, and I'm like, oh, I got to watch this. Interesting. Yeah, I want to. I want to watch it because I love him, and he was he was also the droid in Rogue One. Yeah, K2SO. Yeah, I was going to say K2SO, but I didn't want to. <laughs> you want to sound? I didn't want to. Yeah, I didn't want to. Also, the chicken in Moana. Yeah. Really? <laughs> hey, hey. Yeah. Hey, but, you know the chicken. <laughs> I love hey, hey. He was in. He's. Been I was in, gonna say hey, hey, but I didn't want to think I was a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody Actually, would think any of us are. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Has anyone seen uh, his new one, the Resident Alien one? No. I have not watched it yet. I, I am planning on it. It's one of my things I'm going to sit down and binge here shortly. He, he is they the bad did, guy on uh, Doom Patrol also. Yeah, yeah. he's Mr. You Nobody. Doom Patrol? Yeah. yeah, they just got uh, uh, Resident Alien just got approved for a second season. So that's good news. Hmm. Yeah, he was uh, Pastor Veal in Arrested Development. Mm-hmm. Right, he's been, and, Alan, oh. been a ton of stuff. Ex, yeah, he's been his father? <laughs> He's yeah. been he's he's in everything. He's in everything. Yeah, yeah he's he actually did a he was in I I Carly. <laughs> that's a lie. Well, now I hate him, so that's it. Gotta go. And done. That Alan Tudyk's out. And scene. <laughs> scene. You know, he's like Firefly is one of those things where they find they made a movie, then the movie didn't do well. You know, what I mean, like everyone asked for it, but it did have that one the one woman who was in uh, Homeland and then V. I like her. She was yeah. in. And Firefly. She's in Firefly too. Uh, the well, the movie like, Deadpool. The movie was so different than the show, though. The Marina show was McCurry? like a western, and this was a sci-fi karate movie. Yeah, so it was yeah. was way different than the show. I, I like them both. I like the show better, though. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, I forgot to. I'm sorry, I forgot to put that up. We are discussing. We discussed. No, I strongly suggest if you if you like Firefly, if you like. Uh, if you like Firefly or Serenity, if you like any of those actors uh, and the stuff that they did, I think it's a great little show to watch. And I think it's well worth the time. And I'm actually really glad that that I stumbled upon it. I think it's funny, though, for me, because uh, Will Wheaton's wife hates me, uh, that and there's a story there. Uh, <laughs> I, but Will Wheaton had, you know, uh, Will Wheaton's in this as well. And like, I think three episodes. So. 
All right, that was Con Guy from live episode 19. Guess we're going to have to have Tim back to find out why Will Wheaton's wife hates him. But that is a story for another time. Right now, I'm going to take you to our discussion on Red Notice from live episode 54. I'm taking point on this one. Enjoy. All right, this is uh, Red Notice. I'm going to talk about Red Notice starring uh, Dwayne Johnson, Gal Gadot, and Ryan Reynolds. Now, real quick. Does everyone on this phone, Ron, you chime in too. Does everyone here have Netflix? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yep. Who has seen yeah. Red Notice? That's a no. That's a shit. Okay. So this is, uh, there's five of us that just answered. That means 20% of us have seen Red Notice. However, <laughs> however, keep in mind, I'm going to highly recommend this movie. However, also know, and I'll lead up front, the critics hated this movie aided this movie okay this was a blockbuster style movie it was pitched as a blockbuster sold as a blockbuster netflix bought it put the money in and just like any netflix release that happens where there's a big to do and then a week later nobody talks about it which again is my reasoning why i don't like when they dump an entire season at one time okay so red notice for the four of you that did not watch it is the most watched movie on Netflix of all time. 328 million video viewing hours of net of this. Now, just to put that in perspective, the leader prior to this was Bird Box with 282 million. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Netflix claims that 50% of subscribers have watched Red Notice. Wow. Now, there's five people in this conversation. That obviously, since we run a show about watching shows on <laughs> network streamings like Netflix, we are like, I would put us at the high end of <laughs> the people that watch <laughs> at most things. And I am the only one that watched it. And I only watched it yesterday. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, the other interesting thing is uh, it took 18 <sighs> days for Red Notice to hit those numbers. It took Bird Box four weeks. Wow. Hmm. So wow. I gotta it see had it. 148 million of those 328 million hours were in the first week alone. Now, so 328 million hours. It's a two-hour movie. Uh, yeah, maybe two and a half hours, maybe. Yeah. So 160 million views. Is that what the math would work out to be? Yeah, I could, I could buy that. I okay. Could buy that. So Sorry to let me tell you what Red Notice is about. Red Notice stars Ryan Reynolds, Dwayne Johnson. Dwayne Johnson is a FBI profiler. Gal Gadot is a art thief named the Bishop. And Ryan Reynolds is also an art thief. Each one of them plays exactly who you love about them in this movie. Red Notice, if you don't know what that phrase means, which I did not, and I'm assuming nobody does, but so they kindly put it on the screen in the first five minutes. Red Notice is the highest level warrant to hunt or capture a criminal you know, by like Interpol. You have Rita Ara, who is the actress that plays the Interpol agent that is going after Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds, the backstory of the movie is that there's a very wealthy foreigner obsessed with Cleopatra, names his daughter Cleopatra, his daughter's getting married, and he is put out to the criminal world. If you bring me the three eggs of Cleopatra's eggs, Cleopatra's eggs are like, if you picture like an egg the size of a kind of a football-ish, maybe a little like smaller, just like 
gorgeous, gorgeous, you know, worth probably building, you know, whatever. If you bring me all three, they know where one is. Some they kind of know where the second one is, but the third one, no one knows where the third one is. It's never been seen in the thousands of in the millennia since they were lost from uh, Cleopatra after Mark Anthony gave it to them mm-hmm. and they died together. The interesting thing is they do this backstory so well about the Cleopatra's eggs that most people thought it was true, <laughs> but it was completely fabricated. <laughs> fabricated. <laughs> okay. Um, anyway, so so if you picture Ryan Reynolds, I first of all, I love all three of these actors. I think they're great. I, I love Dwayne Johnson and he was just, he was who you want him to be in this movie. Gal Gadot was great. A lot of leg. I can say that because my wife was more excited about it than I was. And then Ryan Reynolds is basically Deadpool without the costume. A lot of wisecracks. Is hilarious Ryan Reynolds. Okay. Now, if you read the critic reviews, they say that all three of them were horrible together. They had no chemistry. And it was just a waste of star power. Also keep in mind, I watched this. I said yesterday, but it was probably this weekend. We watched, we watched it, you know. And I consider this an enjoyable popcorn movie. I enjoyed every minute of it. It went by. I didn't fall asleep. I <laughs> didn't. It was really, it's a little Romancing the Stone. It's a little Raiders of the Lost Ark. And they are completely aware of the type of movie it is without it being a farce. You know, like there's a scene where they're, Ryan Reynolds, of course, knows where the third egg is. So, you know, they, you know, they go to get it. And they walk into this warehouse that's basically the warehouse from Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> and he's whistling the, the, you know, I can't do it, but like uh, he's whistling the Raiders theme. Okay. So they're, they're aware of what's happening, you know, like of the parallels that they're doing. They're not breaking new ground, if you will. I read that it would cost like 160 million to make, by the way. And it only wow. grossed 178 million. I don't know how you gross on. Was it made for Netflix? Did, was well, it ever? In, in, in the end, it was made by Netflix. It might have had a short theater release. Uh, mm. That's I think the way they do it. But then it was mostly on Netflix. So it's got. I thought it had really great little zigs and zags. I'll call them. And I found it quite enjoyable. And they set it up for a sequel. And I'm ready to watch these three together. I thought Dwayne Johnson and Ryan Reynolds were great together. They spend most of the movie together trying to stop Gal Gadot's character or find her character. Kind of depends on what's happening and what's seen. Um, now, the only, one of the other characters is like a kind of a bad guy. He's kind of trying to find the eggs himself is uh, Chris Diamantinopoulos. He was in, um, he probably does, I think he does a lot of voice work, but he was in Silicon Valley. He was like the D-bag investor, <laughs> you know, that was obsessed yeah. with the three comma club and stuff. He does a voice in this movie where I honestly, if I bumped into him and he goes, wasn't that voice amazing? I'm like, you didn't know you were just imitating Dumbledore from Harry Potter. I'd be, oh. upset. I would be really upset if he really thought he was being like, uh, you know, real fancy with that voice. Yeah. But look, I run tomatoes. Critics gave it 36%, but the, the audience score was 92%. Okay. Ah, okay. So just to kind of give you an idea, I thoroughly enjoyed this movie a lot, a lot. And I don't, I get bored with movies. If I'm laying on the couch, there's a good chance. I zonk 30 minutes from it. You know, that kind of thing. I enjoyed this movie a lot in terms of popcorn movies. You know, don't go into it thinking it's like the greatest thing ever. 
And but I was doing some reading after, and it is weird. Here's this huge movie that had three of the biggest stars right now, right? I mean, Dwayne Johnson is huge. Ryan Reynolds is, I mean, besides being huge, is just like he's the god particle. He's everywhere. He's everywhere. He's just he's uh, he's just everything pop culture is Ryan Reynolds these days. And Gal Gadot, Wonder Woman, she's at the top of her career as well, right? And nobody talks about this movie. None of you had seen it. I hadn't even seen it. I may not have even watched it, but I, in the back of my head, I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, at some point, it's just weird. It's it's like this weird Netflix effect where things they they come and they go, and like this should have been something that probably people yeah. were aware of or excited about or enjoyed. I don't hear anybody talk about it. I don't hear. Uh, any- viral stuff about it you know what it reminds me of back in the 80s you would have uh and i haven't talked about boxing for a while so you can't uh you know yeah (laughs) anyway back in the 80s you could you could turn on cbs at three or four o'clock in the afternoon and watch a a title fight you could watch boom boom mancini and bobby chacon and and nobody remembers the the result of that fight because it wasn't a pay-per-view right it was just there, and it was like, well, did you see it? Well, I, I think I saw it. Everybody remembers seeing the, the big pay-per-views because you had to go to a theater to see it. They, there were uh, great uh, bouts that, that happened uh, sort of under the radar because they, they weren't in a, in a movie theater. Yeah. Right, and then uh, Golden Owl says he was turned off by the, the voiceover guy. And I, I will say, don't take this movie seriously at all. At all. <laughs> Why do you think it is with so much invested into this into this movie that none of us are getting this served up in the algorithm? Like, why wouldn't this be on the home screen every time I log into Netflix? It was for a while. To click it. Well, because you, for you, it's because you don't watch anything that is in English. Right. Yeah. <laughs> this, this didn't happen for real. It's not a documentary, and no cults were involved. So I, I don't know. I don't know why we get it wrong. It probably was for a while, but then they just move on to the next thing. There's something about like a movie, like like Spider-Man right now, where it's just taking over the world, but it's everywhere. It's the whole world. It's not just funneled through Netflix. But well, anyway, I recommend it. But don't take it seriously if you're going to say like. If, Try, don't do a movie thesis on this. I'm movie. going to watch it tomorrow, Jeff, based on your recommendation. All right. That was Red Notice, an action film discussion that somehow Bob managed to turn into a discussion on boxing. Oh, that's so Bob. Well, what a recap show. Am I right? From live episode 19, Con Guy. From episode 25, Invincible. From episode 54, Red Notice. Sounds like you guys have a lot of homework in front of you. So gonna let you go grab that spot on the couch. You know, your favorite spot. Grab the remote, cross your own streams, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to this special edition of Crossing the Streams. Visit us on YouTube for full episodes and catch us live every Wednesday at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Now turn this off and go watch some TV. And don't forget to tell your family you'll be busy for a while.